So Brian, in our last episode, we talked a little bit about a couple of films that uh, I was excited to see that I had yet to see. And since we last recorded, I have watched one of one and a half of those movies. <laughs> nice. Uh, I watched The Shallows. And uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it. I thought the hype was deserved, and it was very well done for you know how like the limited scope of the movie. Uh, it doesn't try to be too much. I thought it maybe pushed itself a little bit too far in a couple of scenes. Like the you've seen it right. I forgot yes, now. Okay, yes. so um, I thought it went a little too far with the moment with the jellyfish yeah when the jellyfish show up i was like oh come on like all right yeah i know you need to give her one more hurdle to overcome in this like you know series of uh horrible things but i was just like come on you you really need to do that like you could (laughs) have just you could have just made it hard you know made her swimming just hard in some other way that wasn't like a series of CGI jellyfish. But, you know, I still, I like jellyfish anyway, just the way that they look and everything. So I thought that, you know, Walk It Worlds is pretty to look at. Um, but man, that is, it is a very intense movie. And I watched it very late at night, you know, and I, it was like the last thing I watched before going to bed. <laughs> and it definitely put me into like, oh man, I never want to go swimming <laughs> again. Kind of a moment, you know, like the way that you feel when you watch Jaws or anything. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. if you have that Jaws, you know, psychosis like I do, it definitely doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't detract, doesn't make you feel any better. Yeah, I don't know how spoilery we should get in it. I mean, but... uh Maybe we can talk more about it, you know, in a future episode, but, uh, it was a good movie. And so if you haven't seen it, you should definitely go check it out. I agree. Um, I also watched some of maybe half of, uh, Warcraft. How was this now? I'm, I've heard obviously the terrible things, but <laughs> yes. I'm curious. <laughs> All right. So the terrible things are warranted. Uh, <laughs> it is, it is not a good movie. Um, oh, too bad. that being said, I didn't, I mean, I didn't finish it. So that, that should tell you something about what mm-hmm. I thought of it. I didn't feel compelled to keep watching it. Although I, I can't even remember now, like how late it was when I was watching it, but I, it must've been late because I think Charmaine had already gone to bed and I was like, okay, well I'm going to watch one more movie tonight and it's going to be, I'm going to start Warcraft. And so I started watching it. Um, it's not good. It's, <laughs> uh, you know, like in some ways worse than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but then in other ways I was like, well, it reminded me in weird ways of the like, you know, barbarians and wizards movies, like the cheesy bad movies from the eighties that, you know, people are buying Blu-rays of now that, you know, love because they're so bad that they're fun kind of movies like Warcraft kind of felt like that in a, but you know, like on a bigger budget CGI heavy um, track than, you know, than those, you know, like the, twin barbarian movies or like you know any of those ones like from the 80s that <laughs> oh, you're are talking like, real third tier kind of yeah or so like, red like, sonia would be like high class oh yeah and, definitely okay. not as high not as good as red sonia or conan right. or i mean maybe you're still co- selling me a little bit i gotta say yeah i mean i i i didn't immediately think like oh i can't watch this i gotta turn it off because it's you know like some of the like nerdy wizard stuff in it like you know some of the the 
the terms that they're throwing around or the cheesy names that they're giving everything. <laughs> I was just like, I bet like the video game players eat this stuff up or people who, you know, actually played Warcraft. And then I can see how everyone else would just think that this is just ridiculous. And it sounds like, you know, this is just terrible. Um, I, I guess I'm some, somewhere in the middle of like not having played the video game, but still kind of loving those cheesy old fantasy movies. Um, you know, I will I will finish it. It's uh, maybe in the, before the next episode and let you know how it ends. All right. Um, I also finally got a chance to see the new Star Trek movie, but that we can talk about more once it's coming out uh, on Blu-ray in a, in a couple months or maybe when the, the digital one uh, launches officially. But uh, I liked the new Star Trek movie a whole lot. Yeah, no, I liked it too. I, I definitely think people should check that out. I know it's available on VOD and and blu-ray soon um i know we got a lot to talk about can we just briefly if that's possible touch on luke cage uh because i've only seen three episodes but i saw you posting about how it gets better and um well i don't know if i ever said the phrase it gets better but i uh, i I, thought it was an instagram or tweet or something um i did tweet about it when i was watching the first few i'm so i'm only four episodes in so i'm just a little bit ahead of you the fourth episode though i think you will probably maybe i did you know what we're on episode four and i paused it to come down and record and i actually like the fourth episode the best of just so far and i like the third episode the best before that so Uh The first two I didn't really care for that much. So um the fourth one is the one where he go where the flashback with in prison. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's I think the last episode that I watched. Yeah. Um no, I like that episode too and there's some there's a few moments in it that are kind of nerdy comic book callouts to his cool. his old costume nice. uh, that I thought were pretty funny. Um No, yeah, I uh I have I've liked all four episodes so far. Uh I like the villains, I like the music, I like um, you know, him as a character. Uh, I definitely see the criticisms that folks are writing about now where it feels like nothing is happening or it just feels like not as, um, I don't know, dynamic as some of the other Marvel shows on Netflix, you know, Daredevil and, um, Jessica Jones, which I've liked all three of the shows so far. I just, for, for whatever reason, the the first few episodes i just feel like they're handling the villain in a different way than they do in the other shows like you know comparing him to the kingpin or the other villain i forget what his name was in in jessica jones but i uh i like it so far and uh i'm i'm going to keep watching it yeah well i'm definitely going to keep watching it after the third and fourth episodes but i would say i felt like the writing in the first two episodes was at points for me, like cringe inducing. And I don't know why, but it just like felt like, like a writer who's like, I know how to be clever and I know how to have characters give speeches that are, you know, underlying with metaphor and, you know, but I'm real sneaky about it or, you know what I mean? Like, and it was just like, I just felt like I was being hit over the head with, with stuff and it just was too much. But, um, the third and fourth I've found, I don't know if there's different writers on those, I didn't pay attention, but it's definitely getting better. So I would say to people, if you watched the first two and bailed, uh, and I wouldn't blame you, um, stick with it for sure. I'm glad you liked all of them, I, and I'm sure a lot of people have. I just, for the first, I had I had high expectations because of Jessica Jones, which I really liked a lot, and mm-hmm. I saw that character for the first time in, and obviously this takes place before that, so 
I think it takes. I think it takes place after. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, unless you read that specifically, I, I'm not feeling that because I, I could have sworn that I read that somewhere. That it, okay, that it well, does. it doesn't totally line up, but that's fine. What it, wherever it is, it it doesn't feel like the same character as it was in Jessica Jones. Yeah, no, I, and I, that yeah. that has to do with the writing, and it has to do with whatever they're trying to do with this show. But regardless, it's one of those things where my expectations probably hurt the show out of the gate. So anyway. Uh, I just was curious what you thought, so thank you. So today and last night a little bit, we learned a whole lot more about Filmstruck. This is the service that we started talking about back in late April, early May of this year, uh, which is when Criterion and Turner announced the launching of a new streaming service that would be the new exclusive home to the Criterion Collection's uh, streaming library online. Uh, Previously, and I guess currently, it it has been uh, living at Hulu, and they announced back in April and May that they would be moving to this new service, Filmstruck, which would be launching in the fall. And uh, over the past couple of months, people have been beta testing the service and, you know, things have been leaking out there as far as like, you know, new criterion titles that, you know, that uh, they had the rights to that we didn't know about. And just yesterday, Turner uh, put up a image of what the pricing levels would be. And then this morning, uh, Filmstruck announced, like put out the, the full official press release for it, including you know, what the pricing levels would get you, what they're going to be launching on as far as um, platforms and apps, and uh, the actual launch date itself. So here's what we know uh, about Filmstruck right now. Um, Filmstruck, the base level subscription is going to be $6.99 per month. Um, a pretty good, solid, you know, price. I think they, they're obviously competing with people like Netflix and Hulu and Fandor and Mubi and the Warner Archive Instant and all these other streaming services that charge a monthly rate. Um, I think $6.99 was, is a good, you know, not, it's, it's certainly not as high as what Netflix is now, which is, I think is maybe $9.99 a month. I forget what, what they've just recently moved it up to. Um, Hulu, it has actually just recently lowered their price i think is what i uh, saw recently but um that might be them bracing for the the loss of people or maybe thinking about leaving for for filmstruck um but then there are people like mubi who have a much more limited library and then charge less and and fandor which has you know like uh more niche titles um and charges around the same price i think for for their service um the so when when this whole streaming service was announced well i guess what what do you think of the 699 base level price i think that's okay now explain to me what i i, I was maybe I, I just briefly read it this morning so it was like the criterion library is included with that 699 so there will be films from the criterion collection included in that base level subscription that will be like rotated in and out similar to what you would get from Hulu, I think if you, you know, had a free subscription, a free account and you okay. didn't, and you didn't pay, um, and you didn't, or you didn't pay for Hulu plus and you just watched stuff with commercial or, you know, you just watched stuff that was available for free. Like there would be a handpicked 
collection of Criterion films that would be available for free, uh, rotated in and out each or every other week or so. So I, I have to, I think that's, I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to work here with, with this base level subscription is that you'll get access to Criterion along with all of the other studios that are included in this. And in the official press release, they actually mention a few new companies that I don't remember them saying when it was announced officially, but now their uh, studio list includes, so here's what the press release says. They have Janus Films, Flickr Alley, Icarus Films, Kino, Milestone, Zeitgeist, Film Movement, Global Lens, First Run Features, Oscilloscope, and Shout Factory. Mm. So a solid list of our favorite companies, essentially. Um, so like you said, there is... So when they first announced this, it was it was not very clearly discussed or, you know, like uh, phrased as like there was going to be this um, criterion channel that would be available for an additional price added on to your subscription. And that was, um, it was, it was unclear. So like what that was going to look like as far as pricing goes and whatnot. Um, we have some examples of things like this out there with, you know, like the, like on Hulu, you can add on, subscriptions to Showtime, for example, or on Amazon, there are other additional subscription services that you can uh, tack on to your Amazon Prime account. This time with Filmstruck, the Criterion channel is going to be $10.99 a month. So um, it $4 more to get access to the entire Criterion Collection streaming library. They also have... Um, an option where if you want to just pay a yearly subscription, you can pay $99 a year to get Filmstruck plus the Criterion channel. So you'll save $30 over the course of the year, unless you want to just pay on a month to month basis. Um, you know, if you're, if you just want it for a month and you just want to watch and you're going to be, you know, like not, not have time to watch movies, um, some months of the year and it might doesn't make sense to you you know then you can do that but if you just want to always have access to this stuff then i think that 99 dollars per year is a pretty good deal um fandor also does something similar to where they if you want to just pay a yearly co- uh, yearly fee it drops pretty dramatically in price so 6.99 a month for the base level 10.99 for the uh criterion channel in addition to all the other studios that we that i just mentioned it sounds a lot better when you read off the studios like that because I missed that in the release I read this morning. And so I was kind of like, well, what does that mean? What is this base level? And you've made it sound a lot more robust, so I feel a little better about it. Because at first I was like, well, you know, with the Hulu you got access to, I, I thought it was the, the everything they streamed, or I guess maybe yeah. not. Well, I mean, in addition to just the films that Criterion is going to be adding to Filmstruck, they're going to be adding special features. They're going to be that adding cool. interviews and trailers and whatnot. In the post that Criterion put up on their blog today, they put up uh, an article from Peter Becker and um, and Jonathan Terrell talking about you know why they're moving over to Filmstruck. And in that article, they talk about bringing things like the out-of-print commentary track for Silence of the Lambs uh, over there. You know, they had just they have access to all these 
things uh, that they've produced over the years that, you know, maybe they don't have the rights to the film anymore, but they can, you know, put up these supplements uh, onto Filmstruck. And so it's going to be really interesting to see what's there. I mean, from what I've read in the of the beta, there was no, the, you know, the special features on there were limited to things like trailers or, you know, preview, not even previews, just like a brief introduction by someone about the movie, like talking about it, kind of like, you know, trailers from hell style talking head, you know, about like why this movie is so amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they specifically call out things like commentary tracks and um, special features and whatnot, um, as well as like themed um, collections of movies where, you know, if you want to dig into noir, or you want to dig into political documentaries or world discoveries, like there's all these different things, um, as well as, you know, mini documentaries about different things or um, all kinds of stuff. So I um, am really, I mean, I'm already, I was already on board with this when it was announced, but seeing the press release and also watching the video that Criterion put together for their current post. And then there's also a new video up on Filmstruck's website. I think it's like Filmstruck 101. I think if you go on their website and look for that, um, it's just a neat little one minute teaser for the service that uh, just, it gets me excited about watching movies on here. It just, you know, like they, I feel like it was made for us and it's just, uh, I'm so excited about it. Uh, I can't wait. You know, it's, it's going to be launching. I forget if I, if I haven't even mentioned when it's going to be launching it. So October 19th, uh, we're recording this on October 6th. And so we're about two weeks away from the launch of the, the service online. This is going to be now some bad news for folks, I guess, is that it's launching on Amazon Fire TV, the web, uh, and iOS and Android devices. So I guess bad news for all the Roku fans out there. They didn't have a Roku app during the beta period, and um, they are now, you know, in this in this official press release for that, they have said, um, you know, I think in, in responding to people on Facebook and Twitter who have, who have repeatedly been asking them about the Roku, uh, they've said, you know, that it's, it's on their radar, that they're working on it, that it'll probably come in 2017. So it's not going to be one of those things that you get right away. So I don't know how much that might hurt them, uh, initially, you know, to not have the Roku app right away, but you know, obviously they're seeing all these comments and tweets and whatnot and posts about, you know, wanting access on a Roku. So I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't like, you know, like say, Oh, you know, I'm never going to sign up for Filmstruck because they don't, they're on the Roku. Like you just have to wait a little bit. Um, and I would say, you know, if you have a Roku box and you have a little bit of money to spend, I would just go buy one of those Amazon fire TV sticks uh, that's what I have. And that's what I, uh, you know, that's what I plan on using when it launches. And I think the, the fire stick is, uh, in some ways way better than the Roku box. In other ways it's, you know, it's limited. 
at least the fire stick is limited in that I don't have a ethernet port, which is something that I really love about my Roku box is being able to like directly connect it to my high speed internet. So I don't ever really have to worry about, you know, stuttering or, or buffering or anything, which is something that I kind of sometimes have to deal with, with the, with the fire stick, which is aggravating for me and definitely aggravating for Miranda when, when shows suddenly stop and they're like, Oh, buffering or whatever. She is like, what is going on? It's broken. Uh, why isn't it working? And I think like, oh, oh, Miranda, you have no idea what it's like to deal with slow internet. <laughs> yeah, no, mine has the same reaction. It's like, and I forget, like, as long as they've been alive, high-speed internet has really been pretty well figured out. And, you know, so they haven't had to really deal with it like we, yeah. <laughs> like we have as it's grown over time. Yeah. So... It's interesting that, so in the press release, they specifically also mentioned that the Apple TV um, won't launch, won't, won't be available right away. There was an Apple TV app during the beta, but maybe they just haven't gotten it all worked out as far as like the kinks go with that. So you will be able to watch it. Um, and I guess by iOS, they must just mean iPad because that was what was available during the beta. So, and I, and I don't know if, if there will be Chromecast support in the iOS app, um, but maybe, and maybe you'll be able to to if you have a if you have an Apple TV and you have an iPad, you might be able to just um, stream it from your iPad to the Apple TV. So, um, you know, all all of the streaming services have not been able to launch on all the the platforms right away. I mean. Warner Archive Instant was was just uh, the web and Roku when it launched. I think it you know they they eventually made an iPad app for it, but um, they've never done like a PlayStation app, which was something that I was hoping for initially. And so, I mean, that was the the Warner Archive Instant was was the reason why I bought the Roku box in the first place, and then I kind of fell in love with it, and now I have this Amazon Fire Stick that I use for for streaming different things. So very exciting. I mean, I just, uh, I, I was already excited last night when the, when the pricing levels went up and it was like much, it was, it was in the price range that I was kind of hoping for. It wasn't, I was, I had, I had fears that maybe that was going to be much higher than that, but, uh, it was, you know, $99 for the year is totally manageable for me, uh, I mean, I don't love the idea of having to spend another hundred dollars uh, per year. I might have to like kick off or kick cut loose some maybe one or two streaming services to uh, you know make up for this. But you know, to have access to all this stuff in addition to supplements, which has just been the like my long running dream of of these things. You know, I, like for the entirety of who of Criterion being on Hulu, I've just hoped for you know easy access to supplements streaming you know wherever i am and that has just not lived up to my my dreams so the idea that like filmstruck now is you know people like me who want it who want access to all this stuff uh in addition to you know like and, and like all of this is just kind of like to supplement or augment my collecting physical media like i have no intentions of stopping buying <laughs> criterion discs but now to have like a better streaming option just in because like you know it is so much more convenient sometimes to be able to like flip through you know like 
all these different things uh, on a screen interface versus like, you know, looking on my shelf, like, oh, what's the spine number for this release? Okay, <laughs> now I have to open it up and take out the disc and put it in the player and let it, you the know, menu load. Let and... the menu load and navigate to where I need to go and then play the one thing that I wanted to watch and then eject the disc and go, you know, reverse all of that other stuff and then, you know, get the next one out anyway. And if it's not a criterion disc, a lot of them don't have resume functions. Oh, and so God, that whole yes. thing. That's one of the things I do, do honestly love about stream media is that you can stop it anywhere and pick it up again anywhere. And that's, I don't know, especially the way my wife and I watch, which is unfortunately I've said many times on the show, it's a little broken up. Um, it is like pain in the butt to go and try and find where you were. I always have to take note of it when we're watching a DVD. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, this whole, you know, commentaries thing and, or a special features thing is really exciting, especially the idea of resurrecting. Maybe I'm wondering if they'll hit the old laser disc material even, or that's, I mean, that's totally what it seems like they're doing. That's um, great. By, you know, by mentioning like the, the commentary track for, um, silence for silence of the lambs. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm wondering, like, you know, I know you, I think you and I both like to listen to commentary sometimes just as podcasts almost. Totally, so yeah. the idea of, like, being maybe being able to drive and listen to a commentary and not having to go through ripping a disc and converting to an MP3 and all that stuff would be pretty appealing to me, I got to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, when they mentioned that commentary track specifically, I was wondering, like, does that mean that they... How are they going to put that up if they don't, if it's out of print and they don't have the rights to Silence of the Lambs, unless, you know, Filmstruck itself has Silence of the Lambs as a part of its library oh, through the studio, then then they can, then Criterion can supplement that streaming option with its own commentary. Or are they going to just have the commentary track as like an audio file that you could stream through, you know, the website or the, 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 the app or whatever? Yeah, I'm very curious. Or does it play with a still frame like a radio play does? On, yeah, you know what I mean. Very curious how this will all play out. But I'm, I'm, you know, eight eight dollars and twenty five cents a month if you do the ninety nine dollar option is pretty solid. I gotta say. So. Yeah, especially uh, if you're already buying Criterion discs and you're, you know, you're you're obsessed with this stuff like some people might be. Um, I can't wait. I wonder, you know, like I mean, we were just talking about this with. Uh, we recorded an episode of uh, Chronicles tonight, and we were talking about this briefly. But I just wonder how how this will uh, how this will change things. Like, is this gonna will this affect you know people buying discs? Will this inspire more you know thoughtful criticism of classic films and whatnot? Will this inspire people to go dig into this library more? deeply or you know dig into supplements where they might not normally have or you know the people who are who maybe discovered the criterion collection through hulu and maybe they're they're going to follow it to filmstruck how this will change their viewing behavior like you know having now now having access to all these other studios that maybe weren't on hulu or aren't on netflix um you know is that going to just like will they discover new titles, you know, things from Zeitgeist that people, you know, that you might just not have ever come across or, um, or Flickr Alley. And will that, you know, by having Flickr Alley on here, is that going to like, will that help them sell more discs in the end? Because people are like, Oh, these, these movies are amazing. What else are they, what else are they doing? And so I don't know. I hope so. Yeah, I do too. 
All right, well, let's uh, move on. I'm sure we'll talk more about Filmstruck in a couple weeks when it launches, but uh, I just wanted to talk with you about it. Uh, now that the pricing and release dates uh, are are here, so very exciting. Um, a couple of uh, news items. Uh, I guess before we get into the news, I wanted to mention a few sales that either just happened or uh, are ongoing or are uh, have not appeared yet. <laughs> uh, so I guess uh, first up, there was a uh, arrow sale recently in the UK and Brian, guess what? Uh, you didn't get anything. I actually bought stuff during nice. the sales. <laughs> I know I, uh, the, the long running joke is obviously that we like, we talk about these sales and then we kind of like talk ourselves out of buying things <laughs> during the sale. I'm a chronic cart adder and not <laughs> carrying out anyway. Um, so arrow had, they, they have semi-regular sales where that's, you know, a pretty good deal, even with, um, you know, the, the conversion and, and shipping and whatnot, um, to get stuff imported from the UK. If you're region free, it's definitely, um, the time to buy arrow stuff is when they have their sales on their website, especially since you get rewards points from them for, uh, buying things. And then when you buy them during a sale, you get more rewards points than you normally would, during regular uh, purchases. Uh, I bought four things during this sale. Um, So one of the things that they had available for purchase was the Stray Cat Rock Collection. Um, Very nice. It was, that was one that had sold out, I think from them. And then in their, in the, in the like uh, web page for that and for the the collection, they said something like, "Oh, we found more copies of it while we were cleaning the office, and so we <laughs> we, we saved them for this sale, and they're only available shady, but... for this sale." Yeah, I know. Um, Regardless, you know, I, I I trust them, and I also bought one from them. So Very I bought cool. I bought one of those. They were actually pretty cheap too. They were only twenty five pounds uh, during the sale. Wow. Um. So I got that, and then I bought the new dual format Blu-ray release of Waking Life, the Linklater film, which I had been uh, holding out on. And then I bought uh, the Wachowskis Bound and uh, and Sisters. So uh, these are all ones that I had been like, uh, you know, had in my wish list. And uh, all four of them got me over the 50 pound hump to get free shipping. And so I just was like, you know what? I got to stop this madness of, <laughs> of not buying things. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't, I don't, it hasn't shipped yet. Um, but hopefully it will ship soon. Oh wait, that's not true. It says order dispatched, uh, yesterday. So it should be coming. I, you know, in the next week or two. So I'm very excited about my, my purchase on, uh, from arrow. One of the sales, the ongoing sales and one that we've talked about for the past two years now is the scream shocktober sale. Uh, this is one where scream factory does a daily deal, uh, for the month of October, um, where they, you know, have, have a Blu-ray, uh, at a pretty good discount. It's, you know, not as good as maybe some deals have been on Amazon for these titles, but, um, Today, as we record this, is the snake movie 
<laughs> for $17.99 on Blu-ray. Yesterday was Bad Moon. The day before was Manhunter. And the first day was Ret- the Return of the Living Dead. I totally missed the Manhunter day. And I was kicking myself because I was like, I, I still need to buy it. And uh, I was just kind of hoping for a sale. And I, I would have bought it if I had seen it. But uh, for whatever reason, like I just completely didn't check that day. They also have ongoing deals uh, on that web page down below where they have, you know, other t- other titles that they've released that uh, aren't like a one like a daily deal that expires at the end of the day is like ongoing deals that, uh, that they're adding to as the month goes on. Um, of the titles in here that are probably good deals or ones that you should pick up. Um, Phantom of the paradise is down to 1599. They live, uh, assault on precinct 13, um, and the Babadook are all ones that I would recommend. Folks have been, really really hoping for a criterion flash sale uh over the past few weeks criterion typically does their flash sales you know late september early october for the past few years but uh this i think this week was like the 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 high point of people i saw online kind of whining about the fact that criterion wasn't doing a flash sale uh you know on tuesday when they thought it might Criterion, which, you know, never says when they're doing it. They just do it. It's like, oh, hey, surprise, flash sale day. And uh, that didn't happen this week. Maybe it'll happen next week. Who knows? I think people just don't like surprises when it comes to expenditures over, you know, 50 bucks or whatever it takes to get free shipping. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, like in tonight's episode of Chronicles that we were talking about the Decalogue, and that's one that a lot of people are holding off on because it's, you know, more expensive and it's, uh, you know, there is like the the hope of a flash sale or, you know, if not a flash sale, then in a couple weeks there will be the Barnes & Noble sale. And so, you know, uh, people might just be waiting for that. There's also currently, I guess I haven't checked recently, but there's that Amazon sale on a few criterion titles some of the the horror titles are on sale this week uh from amazon yeah it was like the brood scanners Eraserhead, cat people rosemary's baby they were all like not quite 50 percent off like 20.99 ish yeah they're all like it's a pretty it's a it's a good deal if you don't want to wait for the barnes and noble sale and you want to just get these titles or you have amazon prime and you want to just buy them right now yeah, it's not bad. I, I think some people definitely went ahead. Yes, they definitely have. I've seen lots <laughs> of people buying stuff uh, online. Um, and then also, real quick, I just wanted to mention for anyone out there who is a um, importer of discs from Amazon UK, <clears throat> they have their their ongoing um, three for £20 sale. They've recently added a number of um, BFI Blu-rays, uh, as well as 88 Films Blu-rays, are a part of this sale. Ooh! And uh, so, it definitely um, check that out. Um, and then another UK sale for people who import uh, the website and online retailer, and, and I guess re- like physical retailer uh, HMV. They are having a sale right now. 
and they have this five for 30 pound uh, deal. And there are a number of 88 films discs in there as well. So if you're, so that gets it down to pretty cheap. There's a few uh, BFI titles, I think as well. And they do have an arrow sale, but I think it's like they're $7.99. So, you know, not quite as good. Or oh, it's the Arrow Academy stuff is uh, on there. But yeah, the, the, uh, the 5 for 30, 88 films, Blu-ray deals on HMV right now, you know, you can get Children of the Corn uh, or, you know, their version of Trancers or Zombie Holocaust or, um, I don't know, Creepshow, uh, or I guess Creepshow 2, but... Um, lots of 88 film stuff. If you have been kind of wanting to import some of those, this is a good time to do that. I've never, I've never bought anything from HMV. Um, but it seems like a reputable, uh, company. So I, I hope that they, uh, you know, are worth importing from. And as we mentioned, the Barnes and Noble sales, just a few weeks away, I've seen people confirming that like the, the beginning dates as like early, early November again. So, um, you know, start saving up. And then before you know it, we'll have Black Friday deals, uh, you know, taking all the money out of our wallets. Mm. All right, Brian, let's talk a little bit uh, about a little bit of news uh, before we talk about the uh, couple weeks of releases that we have to mention. The folks at Olive have announced a few more titles for December or are these just the only titles for December? I, that's a good question. I thought these were the only ones, but I could be, I could be misremembering what they actually said for December. Yeah. I, I guess like I, they, so blu-ray.com just put up this article of like upcoming olive films, blu-ray releases, and they're, you know, doing things like the 1944 film Brazil and cheers for miss Bishop and this DVD release of borderless. Um, I thought that we had already talked about the December olive films, but maybe I'm just thinking of the November stuff. Yeah, it could be the November because I'm just looking at December 6th and I don't see any other, unless they are releasing them staggered through the month. Uh, I don't see any other olive films. All right. Well, this is, this is it. It just seems like such a light month for them. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Does that mean we're going to have more light months or they, they, Scrape the bottom of the barrel, and now the the bottom of the barrel's gone. And there, <laughs> I, I, I wonder what this means. It must just, be, you know, it, it could also be a December thing. I mean, as, sure. as has been mentioned in other podcasts, it's like December is typically just such a light month for everyone. You know, like That's, Criterion doesn't do much in December always, <clears throat> and um, studios in general just like you know they'll release some stuff in December, but really they want to get everything out by November uh, to get those, you know, Black Friday dollars. Yeah, that that's right. That makes sense then. Maybe that's what it is. So maybe this is just what they thought, you know, was worth releasing and that they'll, they'll save whatever they have for January if it, uh, it wasn't going to be ready or they didn't need to push it for this. Um, Kino has announced a few things. Uh, they're going to be doing releases of the the Porky's films as well as uh striker and Mephisto waltz and David and Bathsheba have all been uh, announced for uh, getting new restorations and coming to uh, Kino Lorber. 
I guess either from, I, I think most of these are, these are all studio classic stuff, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I also wanted to mention that the folks at Nickelodeon are going to be doing a collection of the Legend of Korra uh, Avatar sequel series. Uh, they're going to be doing a complete series version of it on Blu-ray available on December 13th, which is which just makes me sad because I really want them to release the original Avatar The Last Airbender series on Blu-ray. I was just going to say, is that crazily not on blu-ray it is not on blu-ray it is only yeah, available insane. on dvd and uh it must just be like a matter of that not being uh, having been mastered in high definition and that it's just maybe going to be too much work for them but you know that has to be like one of the most beloved animated series of the modern era <laughs> and uh i can't it's just one of those things like kind of like batman the animated series where it's just like how is this not on blu-ray yet um, and the answer is probably, well, it's probably way too much work and there's not enough people buying Blu-rays for them to warrant spending the money on it. Sadly, yes. Let's hope it's in the works. Yeah. But anyway, I haven't seen Legend of Korra. It's, I think it's all streaming on one of the services that I subscribe to. And so it's something that I have watched the first few episodes of season of book one of Legend of Korra. And I like it a lot and I've heard nothing but good things about it. And I love the first, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, so I will eventually get into Legend of Korra. I might just wait until Miranda is old enough to where we can watch Avatar The Last Airbender like all the way through and then watch Legend of Korra all the way through. I mean, right now we're still making our way through various seasons of Pokemon. And so, <laughs> you know, I, and in some ways, like, I feel like Pokemon is going to be a great gateway drug for Miranda to get into anime. Yeah. And so I feel like from, from Pokemon, we might be able to jump into other, you know, more serious anime, for, you know, for kids, but still just like other things that might be interesting or more, you know, more hardcore anime, I guess. But, but Avatar is definitely a show that I think we might have even shown Miranda some of an episode once at some point recently, but, um, I think like, I think once we get through Pokemon, Avatar will be a good like next step for her. Um, the Cohen Media folks are going to be. Um, this has been kind of I think already announced, and maybe we've already even talked about it on the show. But uh, the new 4K restoration of Howard's End is going to get a Blu-ray release soon uh, from Cohen Media, and so. It'll be. I'm just curious to see how that one ends up comparing to uh, the Criterion Blu-ray release that is now out of print. And then one of the other things that I added into our show notes here, uh, there's going to be a few new Blu-ray releases from Carlotta in France that are probably worth just paying attention to. Um, and these are ones that I haven't imported before, but... Um, they do some interesting things with packaging where like they, they make some pretty nice looking Blu-ray editions uh, of films. One of these that I'm interested in, but I don't know, it'll depend on how much it costs is this deluxe collector's edition of uh, Arthur Penn's little big man starring Dustin Hoffman. This is a movie that I know one of my college professors I think like in a screenwriting class that I was taking, he just really loved little big man and showed it to us. And we, he had a whole lecture about it. Um, so I, 
I am interested to go back and rewatch this movie and this three disc edition. They just really went all out with making this look nice uh, for it. So I'm, I'm curious. They're also doing another one. They're, all, they're doing a um, collector's edition of the Burbs as well, which looks like it's going to be pretty neat. They're doing Bonjour Tristesse, the film that was um, released here in the States by uh, Twilight Time. And then uh, the 10 Rillington Place and um, See No Evil and the New Centurions. And um, I think that might be it. But anyway, um, I guess speaking of Twilight Time, they just announced yesterday, maybe, that uh, John Carpenter's Vampires has finally sold out. And they were selling it at a discount, I think, uh, too. And so they, and I think it was over the last couple of weeks, they, they, they kept posting, you know, low quantity updates where it was like, oh, we're down into the several hundred and now we're down into like maybe 200 and then it just i think it just finally sold out yesterday i'm surprised that took that long i mean i know that some people see it as maybe one of his lesser films which i guess it kind of is but i still think it's pretty good and it's well, carpenter it, so it, it was also one of the 5000 run oh that's part of it too that, yeah that they did and so i think that might be why it took a little bit longer it's just like it maybe they it maybe it wasn't quite as popular as as they were thinking but still like it sold out i mean that's still pretty good yeah. So, uh, we didn't record an episode last week, and so we have a few titles to talk about for that were released on October fourth, and then we have uh, a number of titles to talk about that are going to be coming out on October eleventh when this episode goes up uh, on my birthday. Oh, very nice. So this episode will be going up on my birthday. Happy birthday, me! <laughs> Happy birthday, future Ryan! <laughs> Um, all right. So October 4th preacher is now out on Blu-ray. Uh, this is a show that I did watch all the way through as it aired and I liked it a whole lot. I was a big fan of preacher when I was in high school back in the nineties. And this came out for me like at a time when I was into comics, but also kind of slowly getting into the vertigo stuff. And so getting into, you know, uh, Sandman and, and some of that other stuff. And then, you know, Preacher came out and, um, I, I read it as it was released. I mean, actually, I, I think I might've got into it just like a few months after it had already started. And so, uh, but it was just like the most graphic, uh, you know, like full of swearing, uh, comic that I had ever got. And I kind of like, it was like my, you know, like, not pornography, but it felt like, you know, something like, like, oh, I got, I cannot show my mom this. And like, I can't believe the guy is at the comic book store letting me buy these comics. Uh, and God bless those guys at the comic book store that sell, sell vertigo stuff. Cause I always would like, you know, some comic book stores wouldn't sell vertigo books to kids. You know, I, I guess I was probably like 13 or 14 when, when I was like into comics and then trying to like, see what else was out there and so i and i you know like i would read about how how beloved uh sandman was and i think it was right around when sandman was starting to to wrap up was when preacher was starting to pick up a little bit and um 
yeah, I just, uh, preacher became my thing and I just, I, I just would read it every month and, um, you know, it made me, it just got me really, and I think then from there I went on to like read the invisibles and, um, you know, a number of other things that, uh, you know, that vertigo would put out. So the show is a lot of fun. I think they managed to capture the humor and like, you know, the sarcasm and like the cynicism that is in the books. Um, but what they're, they, I love that they just didn't, they're not doing a straight adaptation. They're, they're twisting things a little bit. They're, they're bringing it forward. They're also not, you know, like taking it literally and, or, you know, they're not, they're, they've, they've changed like this first season takes place essentially like right before the comic book starts. And they show a lot of the backstory that we don't read in the comics. Um, but then they manage to throw in stuff with like the saint of killers who is just like a, a pretty big character in the books. Um, but you know, they, they show his backstory that we read in the comics eventually. And anyway, uh, if you're a fan of the books and you, or maybe you, and you haven't read them in a while, then like the show is a lot of fun and will make you want to go back and reread those comics. Um, but I, I, I couldn't, I really, so that one of the characters is this Irish vampire and he, I, I just thought it was going to be so hard for them to, to get this guy right for a show. Like he's just like the, di- his dialogue and like his behavior and whatnot is just going to be like, it's going to seem silly, I think in real life or, you know, in a show. And they totally did it. Like the guy who plays him is just like perfect, I think for, for the character. So it's just one of my new favorite shows and I can't wait for season two. Also out uh, last week was the Daniel Radcliffe, Paul Dano movie, Swiss Army Man. Also Venture Brothers season six and X-Men Apocalypse. What did you think of Swiss Army Man? Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but uh, I have again it's one of those things again i i've when it was first described as like you know this <laughs> farting corpse movie with yeah. daniel radcliffe it was just like oh that sounds kind of dumb and i don't really care about if i ever see it but then like i read people writing about how this is one of the best movies of the year and uh i'm like okay well i guess i have to put it on the <laughs> list of, of things that, that i should probably try to watch at some point soon yeah i mean it's it's tough to build it up but i will say it's definitely one of my favorites of the year but it is a weird movie, and for me to <laughs> call it a movie for being weird is um, unusual because I I don't I like weird movies, but it's definitely a movie that kind of sets its tone early. And you know, one of the first scenes you've probably already heard about it, but if you watch it and you go, "Okay, I'm out," then you're it's probably not going to get any better for you. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, I don't want to say it's not going to get better. It's just like it's not going to get any less outlandish in a lot of ways um yeah but once but once it got going i I just really dug the two characters so it was um it's worth seeing i think uh x-men apocalypse is one that i have sitting on my desk that i really want to watch uh another thing like preacher um that i you know x-men was one of those things that got me into comics um i I mean, I was reading comics before the X-Men animated TV series was out, but that 
certainly helped like solidify my interest in X-Men. Um, X-Men, I think I was interested in because of the people who were involved with like drawing it and whatnot in the like early nine, like late eighties, early nineties, you know, Jim Lee, obviously. Um, but I, so having this movie now, um, this, this third movie in the modern arc of X-Men, you know, like prequels kind of where this one is now taking place. Like, so there was first class, which was taking place in the sixties. Then there was the next, um, days of future past, which was in the seventies. And now this apocalypse is set in the eighties and the eighties era X-Men is kind of like my era of X-Men where I, that was when I started reading or, you know, like those are like the, the issues that I went back to read when I first started getting into comics. And so I feel like this movie it is kind of meant for me or, you know, like, and then also like, you know, the, the nineties outlandish era of comics. Um, that being said, I, this movie is going to have to work pretty hard to win me over just because everything that I've seen from the trailers and images and whatnot, make it look pretty bad. Um, especially the design of apocalypse himself, uh, but I am willing to give it a shot. And so I will definitely let you know next week what I think of it. Please do. I'm definitely going to watch it, but probably not by next week. All right. So uh, this week on October 11th, again. Wait, wait, hold up. Can I oh, just do yes. a couple? Yes, yes, yes. Please. I'll run through these real quick. Um, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, um, the next in the um, Sony um, Digibook. Frank Capra, Frank Capra. Yeah, and these are nice sets. It was on sale for fourteen ninety nine. I don't know if it's still on sale, but I'm planning to basically get all these. I don't know. They're they've got me so far. Yeah, I mean, it's I love that they are keeping you know consistent packaging styles and whatnot. It makes it it makes it you know nice to collect stuff like this when they do that. Uh, that being said, there's like the new um, "It's a Wonderful Life" that's out now. Uh, did that come out this week or last week? But like maybe it's this week or October eleventh. But uh, not in this line of Frank Capra. Uh, yeah, words. not not controlled by Sony, unfortunately. Oh, that's uh, why. Okay, which is a bummer because it would slot right in perfectly, and I'd love to get. The, I mean, I think it was Republic that did that movie. I may, I may be wrong, but uh, there. So it's always getting, you know, l sort of, you know, second, not second tier, but you know, not a, a major studio release. Well, it's treatment. Par Paramount is putting out this platinum anniversary edition all right of, maybe maybe they bought it maybe it's maybe this will be better yeah um too bad though yeah it's a great movie um i'll just keep plowing through here real quick uh so there's three new best buy exclusives that came out last week um which may or may not be in your local stores i got two of them through the website um, we talked uh, about. Remember, we talked about that too, where you were like, you had like gone to the store and they didn't have them, and they they wanted you to order it, even though it was like a store exclusive or something. Yeah, but these are new. Oh, ones. oh, this is so. This is not like the the Stephen King ones. No, no, no. This is new. Oh. These, these are universal. Uh, oh, okay. So you can get it came from outer space in three oh, D Blu Ray, yeah. which is exciting, and the Ghost of Mister Chicken. If you're into Don Knotts, and I am, and then uh, October Sky. So these are the new. It is pretty close on the heels of the supposed exclusives from <laughs> from Warner Brothers, uh, which I still haven't been able to get all of those, by the way. Um, so, um, but but yeah, I just went ahead and ordered these through the website, and I'm really excited to watch 
it came from outer space in 3D Blu-ray. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then uh, the Prince collection came out last week. Um, obviously, P- Purple Rain had already been out, but Graffiti Bridge and Under the Cherry Moon were new to Blu-ray. I picked up both of those uh, individually because I'm a sucker for those purple cases in part. <laughs> and apparently in the set, they're not... It's not like just a... Uh, box with the three of them in it. Apparently, it's you know fold out or something else, so oh, you don't interesting. you don't get those. I, it's what I saw. Thought I saw somebody say today when uh-huh. I posted my pictures. Yeah. So anyway, I picked those up. Um, uh, let's see if there's. I feel like there was at least one more. There was the um, Kino put out uh, Chosen Survivors last week. Oh yeah, I want to see that, and I want to see the Earth dies screaming. Both mm-hmm. of those. Um, and then uh, Arrow put out Vamp, which they had put out in the UK years ago, and um, this is the US release. That's one of the underrated vampire comedy classics of the 80s that I like a lot. But that's it for me for uh, last week. The folks at uh, Warner Brothers reissued all the Harry Potter movies last week with new covers as new two-disc special editions, but I don't think that there are any new supplements although I haven't looked to see, but I hope there aren't any new supplements that they're trying to milk out. Um, I think that might be it. Criterion did the the reissue, or the downgrade, I guess, of Nashville, where they uh, split up the dual format release and put it out as a single Blu-ray one. Uh, the new, uh, the latest film in the Purge series, I think, came out last week as well. Oh, yeah. That's uh, not bad if you like that series, I think. It's 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 does some interesting universe expansion. Um, it's certainly not perfect, but I enjoyed it for what it is. Uh, I also have that on my list of things that I want to watch that I will watch eventually. Uh, but I haven't seen any of those movies, but they all seem like things that I wouldn't mind watching. Yeah, I mean, there's an. I think for people like you and I, you can get into the sort of sci-fi Twilight Zone element. Yes, that they're tapping into, Definitely. and that'll bring you in maybe. All right, October 11th. Lots of stuff uh, coming out. Lots of things that uh, I have on my list of things that I want to get, but I haven't watched yet, and some things that I have uh, watched. So um, I guess we can run down this alphabetically. One thing that is just on the top of the list that I haven't heard anything about, but I am immediately drawn to uh, in... Actually, wait, before I even say like anything more, I'm going to like, so something that I hadn't heard about, but, uh, there's a Blu-ray release of this documentary called beep, a documentary history of game sound, which is supposed to be coming out this week. It's from a studio that I don't know anything about called storming the base. And it must just be like an independent, uh, documentary, but, uh, I love video game music and I want to try to find how I can watch this movie before, uh, ordering a Blu-ray. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, it just reminds me, real brief sidetrack. Um, in the last week or two, I saw Man vs. Snake, speaking of arcade-related documentaries, uh-huh. which is now on Netflix. Um, and for anybody that saw King of Kong and liked it, it's very much of, I've heard it called Son of King of Kong, and I think that's a pretty ap- apt description. It's it's great. It's really, really an interesting watch. Uh, so if you're into arcade game documentaries, check it out on Netflix. Kino Lorber Studio Classics, I think, is putting out Astro Zombies uh, on the 11th with, you know, John Carradine and Teresa Tana. Uh, it's going to have the Riff Tracks commentary track 
uh, on it as well. I just got this one. I, I'm excited isn't the right word to watch it, but I'm looking forward to watching it. This has three audio commentary tracks, yeah, I think. Yeah, stacked. Yeah, so very interested in checking this one out. Um, so also on the 11th, Criterion is releasing the Richard Linklater film Boyhood, uh, obviously a big release, one that has you know, been in the works for a while now. It came out uh, in 2014, I think, was when it played at Sundance and then played at South by Southwest, where I saw it. And then it eventually got a Blu-ray release from Paramount, um, even though many were kind of anticipating the fact that Criterion seemed very likely to release it. Uh, And sure enough, here it is. Um, I've seen some positive reviews of it. I think I also have that other Blu-ray release that Criterion put out already, Um, but I'm going to... I can't wait to watch it again. I mean, it's... I'm kind of a sucker... for for this type of movie and i also really enjoyed just you know the the gimmick of them having shot this movie over the course of many years and you watch this kid uh grow up from a little boy to you know an 18 year old going off to college and um i i I love all the actors who were involved with it and um you know i think it deserves a lot of the praise that it got yeah very compelling stuff screen factory is releasing carrie on blu-ray uh, the Brian De Palma film, a new collector's edition. Um, do you know what the, uh, I guess, have you seen any, any reviews of this one going up yet as far as like new transfers or anything? No, I, I just got it in the mail and, uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but, um, I thought they said it was an supposedly another new transfer, but. So, uh, I will definitely, I'm definitely interested in checking this out. I mean, Carrie is obviously a classic and is one that's worth double dipping on or triple dipping or however many times <laughs> you might already own this movie, uh, on Blu-ray. Um, this is one of those ones that I think Fox had put out in various, with various, uh, cardboard sleeves at Comic-Con over the years. And so I think I might already own one of those other ones, but uh, if there are new supplements on this Blu-ray, and I think there are, uh, then I will be picking this one up. Uh, I don't know if this one is going to be a part. It seems unlikely that they would already that they would have this one as a part of their Scream Shocktober uh, sale. But if it does go down, then definitely worth picking up. Their site says new 4K scan of the original negative. There you go. So definitely uh, an improvement over previous releases. The sixth advent- sixth season of Adventure Time is out on Blu-ray as well. The folks at Arrow are putting out uh, the, the film Dark Water. This is uh, a Korean film, I think. Um, and this one was a re... Is it Korean or Japanese? I'm already... I don't see... Maybe it's Japanese. Um, this one, I think, was remade in the Jennifer- States. Connolly? Yeah, Jennifer Connolly, yeah, I think. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Uh the booklet for this release uh features an essay by David Callett, who Criterion Nerds will recognize as, you know, someone who does consistently great commentary tracks. He's on the Godzilla Blu-ray from Criterion as well as a number of uh I think Fritz Lang or Murnau films, but he is uh he's great, so I'm I'm excited to read his essay on here. There's a new transfer, new interviews and whatnot. So um, I'm 
I am definitely interested. Oh yeah, it is Japanese. I don't know why I thought it was Korean. Um, the, let's see what's next. Ghostbusters, the new 2016, uh, reboot of the series starring an all woman cast as well as, uh, Chris Hemsworth as the secretary. Who is uh, awesome. Yes. Uh, Paul Feig directed this. This one, you know, like there's so much internet drama surrounding this movie. Totally unnecessary. I mean, yeah. if if you go and watch the movie, I, yeah. I get how people could be disappointed with it because it's not quite as funny as you might hope or whatever. But the I I think the, I, I've seen the extended edition now, and they put back some scenes that are not gut-bustingly funny, but are funny and add to the character. And I think. Overall, it's just it's it's a it's an enjoyable movie. I showed it to Raven; she liked it. You know, I think it's a good little movie uh, for you for dads and daughters to watch together. How scary does it get? Um, okay, well, the the opening scene, without giving anything away, has a, a scarier moment. Uh, and but you know what's nice about the movie is you could actually start the movie after that scene, <laughs> and it doesn't really. I, f- yeah. For a kid, the, the, it, it doesn't take that much away. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Totally. Which we almost did, but she was like, "Well, no, let's just watch it," and we did, and it was fine. So, it's a little intense at the front, but but overall, it's not. I, I, there's a couple moments that are a little bit freaky, but for the most part, I think it's mostly comedy. You know? Yeah, Charmaine saw this while Miranda and I were in san diego for comic-con i think so she saw it by herself i still haven't had a chance to watch it yet but I mean, she, I've, always, I've seen a lot of the like you know the clips and trailers and all that stuff and charmaine loved it oh that's cool nice yeah yeah i think uh, it's t- it's gotten unduly beaten up and people should give it a chance really definitely um it actually uh, i think miranda has like seen ghostbusters stuff like you know maybe like copies of entertainment weekly or whatever that had it on there and so um she last week we were thinking about showing her Ghostbusters videos and she knows of Slimer and maybe she's seen like the trailers for Ghostbusters. Um, so we ended up watching an episode of Slimer and the real Ghostbusters, like on YouTube streaming somewhere, like, you know, bootleg episode of it. But it, that show is like right aimed right at her age i mean she was just like okay this is this is a ghostbusters i can watch right now <laughs> so i think i'm gonna end up trying to find more uh, get those dvds of the slimer and the real ghostbusters stuff uh glenn gary glenn ross out on blu-ray uh on october 11th this one is one that we talked about when it was announced and i was like i was kind of unsure and i thought like oh this has been this is a re-release, right? Like this hasn't been available. This has been on Blu-ray before and sure enough, it hasn't. And this is the first, uh, you know, time that it's hit Blu-ray. So I'm very curious to check it out. It's, you know, an affordable, it's under $10 right now. Definitely p- worth picking up. That's such a great movie. Yeah. A true classic. Yes. Uh, the Hannibal complete series is coming out on Blu-ray. This is one that has a terrible cover uh on this this box set um this movie is just like so full of beautiful images and like classy art and whatnot and this cover is just terrible so i am embarrassed to like the show based on whoever (laughs) decided this but the show is great so if you have never watched hannibal 
totally go, you know, pick this Blu-ray up. Um, it's a, it's a gorgeous show worth seeing in high definition because it is just like, they really did an amazing job with the art direction and cinematography and music and acting. It's just like, it will, if you haven't seen it, it will totally make you rethink your love of Hannibal Lecter, it, uh, but played by Anthony Hopkins because like, uh, Matt Mickelson, just, he is amazing in the show. Arrow is releasing the their limited edition version of The Hills Have Eyes. This one uh, is coming out in the States and the UK. I haven't seen any numbers as far as whether or not this is selling out faster, but uh, it certainly seems like a title that might sell out be, just be based on, you know, like the fact that it was remade and the fact that it's kind of a cult classic. And um, so I have to imagine that, it, you know, it's probably worth picking up soon uh, and not sitting on too long before it you know goes out of print uh the latest in the ice age movies collision course uh did you see it i did oh uh not a fan of the series although i like dawn of the dinosaurs okay and this one was just as bland as all heck so are there at least like good physical comedy moments in it um okay i guess not (laughs) maybe a couple um i mean it's it's a tough series for me though because yeah. you know, my daughter likes it and I'm not. I initially wasn't going to show her at all, and now we've kind of invested in it, and so I uh-huh. kind of have to. So, yeah, I don't even know if I've. I think I might have seen the first one years ago, but it is definitely not one that I've seen any of the other ones of. And, but it seems like another one of those movies that Miranda would totally get into because she loves physical comedy in in movies in animated movies in particular. Yeah. And, and so like, you know, this, and because this movie, I guess, does it feature the squirrel more prominently? He, he's usually at the front. There is usually like an intro short or he's, he leads, you know, some, sometimes he's pops up periodically, but he doesn't interact with a lot of the other characters mostly, (laughs) but he is, he is certainly something kids like a lot. So as we mentioned before, the new Blu-ray release of It's a Wonderful Life is out from Paramount, this platinum anniversary edition of it. Um, Knight Rider, the complete series, now available on Blu-ray. Miami Vice, it's, too. Uh, Miami Vice, also. These are the uh, these are being released by Mill Creek. And so, um, you know, uh, don't expect a whole lot of supplements, if any, yeah. with this. But you are getting, you know... Th- these series uh, in high definition for an affordable price. I mean, this is the complete series you can get for $60. Uh, this is 16 discs. Uh, <laughs> I forget how many hours of content this works out to be, but, um, you know, at least they're doing right by folks who want to just get, get it all in one shot and not have to like deal with buying season sets or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, the new Tarzan movie, The Legend of Tarzan, starring, um, what's his name? He was in Skarsgård. True Blood. Skarsgård. Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Margot Robbie. Yeah, and Samuel Robbie. Jackson and uh, Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember now if this one did well in the amongst the critics, but... Uh, I don't think so. I don't think it did either, but... Uh, I don't think it made money either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I enjoy a good Tarzan movie. Yeah, no, so, I'm I'm a sucker. 
so I will give this one a shot and uh, like Warcraft, hope that <laughs> hope, hope for the best and hope that it kind of like hits the right nostalgia points. Um, you know, speaking of Tarzan, now that I have like a, a, a venue to talk about this, um, recently there was a new, I'm going to pull this up while we're talking about it, but uh, Titan Books just recently put out a book. If you're a Tarzan geek, there's a new book out there um, called, let's see, I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, so um, just a couple of months ago now, uh, in August, Titan Books put out this new collection, uh, this new book called Tarzan on Film. And so if you're a fan of Tarzan movies or Tarzan, you know, serials and whatnot or animated series, um, this is actually a pretty fun book that goes through all the different iterations, including this most recent one, um, and is definitely worth it's a you know, it's a nice coffee table book uh, on the on the character and the series. You know, it even touches on like, you know, early silence and serials all the way up to like this most recent one, as well as like the Disney animated one and um, you know, Greystoke and, and whatnot. So if you're a Tarzan geek, uh, add this one to your wish list, or, you know, like this is something for, you know, you know, like a nice, it's a nice holiday gift, I guess, for, for Tarzan fans. A couple of other titles, uh, that we should talk about that came out this week. So as we said, Miami Vice, um, the, the good stuff, this... we got the good stuff now. I mean, the oh, other stuff is good stuff, but these last three are my favorite. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So, Sorry. um, uh, on Dangerous Ground from the Warner Archive is out uh, on Blu-ray. Uh, Ida Lupino, uh, directed by Nicholas Ray. Yeah, Robert uh, Ryan. Yeah, so um, definitely another great uh, Warner Archive disc worth picking up. Yeah, On Dangerous Ground is is really solid. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely one of those Ray films that's... I mean, it's not like in the lonely place good necessarily, but for as much love as that movie gets, this movie doesn't get enough and it's really solid. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And then, um, so McCabe and Mrs. Miller out from criterion delayed from an August release to October. Um, this one, I haven't, I still haven't seen it yet. And no, uh, I, I haven't seen anyone posting any reviews of it. Hopefully it's not delayed um, again. I don't think so, but you know, like, some of these early October stuff from Criterion, I guess just haven't started going out yet. Although there probably is a review up on DVD Beaver, Blu-ray.com. But, um, you know, I, I'm curious to see like what they, you know, what all went into it and, you know, caused the delay from August to make it, you know, push it all the way to here. So, um, I can't wait to see it though. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm definitely getting this one. And then finally, Finally, is that this is the last one that we haven't? Well, there's one more thing we can talk about after this, but this is the big one. Okay, so the big one, one that we've mentioned in many episodes leading up to this, yep. um, is the new Blu-ray release from Scream Factory of John Carpenter's The Thing. So, um, obviously, one of Brian's favorite movies of all time, as we've mentioned yep. in the lead up to this, you know, in discussing the news announcements. Uh, in discussing, you know, with a Comic-Con panel where Scream Factory, the guys from Scream Factory and Shot Factory showed off some of the new restoration work that they had done on it. Um, this one had a, a an, an error with the some of the press copies that went out. And so they delayed the release from what was it like late August to now? Is that, is that when it was initially supposed to come out was August? I'm getting it confused with 
McCabe now. I can't remember exactly. It's, uh, Maybe it was like early September then. Yeah, I feel like it was um, a little later than August, but... Um, so anyway, new Blu-ray release. Looks great. It's a different scan than what you might previously have uh, from past Blu-rays uh, or HD DVDs if you're holding on to your HD DVD version of the thing because you think that's the one true transfer, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which I've seen you know people discussing. Um new supplements new interviews with folks plus uh, old supplements it's like yes. i feel like it's like what they did with return of living dead where they make the collector's edition to end all collector's editions this is your definitive version i feel like that's what this is and everybody should buy it yeah sure. it looks it looks great it sounds great um and then yeah like by including all the special features including ones that are maybe in standard definition just because that's you know what's available and that it's worth bringing over uh even if they can't get hd versions of it like it's great um i yeah like you know if you have been holding out or even if you own this movie multiple times as we mentioned with carrie or you know other stuff like if you love this movie then you need to get this release yeah it's plain simple yes absolutely like um and if you've ever seen this movie then you need to buy this release yes. <laughs> because this is like this is a great opportunity to see it in uh you know like as it hasn't looked before in in previous releases i mean like you know the 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 2k scan of this new of this inner positive is not like pristine like it, it's there's still problems with it but this is pretty good i mean this is like as good as it's gonna look i think right now and until Absolutely. they do maybe like a 4k scan of you know if if they get some kind of new, new source material for it like this is like the best version of the thing absolutely um they've created a new audio mix for it uh there's two different audio commentary tracks there's you know as we mentioned new interviews old interviews it's just uh and then you're getting you know like nice art nice reversible cover art uh and you know looks great so don't hesitate uh and you know get this for the the horror fans in your life and um this is one that i hope you know scream factory i hope it just does really well for them because obviously like this is one of those titles that i thought like well it seems like they're kind of dancing around doing the big stuff from people like John Carpenter where they're, you know, releasing maybe the the lesser John Carpenter stuff. But the fact that they were able to get the thing and release it in this state is just like, you know, it shows that they are not just like, you know, r- releasing the leftovers or yeah, like picking the, up the, scraps, picking exactly picking up scraps. That's a great way of phrasing it. Cause like it's, they're not just doing that. They're, they're able to get the, the big titles from the studios because they put in the work to, to make it worth, you know, uh, buying again. Um, last but not least real quick, uh, twilight times, October titles, I think are slated for the 11th. I could, I could be wrong about that. No, I think you're right too. So what, uh, let's see here. What's coming out? I'll run them down real quick. You got your train okay. movies. You got Runaway oh, Train. Yes. Okay. You right. got Boxcar Bertha, and then you've got The Train in yeah. a in a uh, encore edition. Which, please, everyone, we've talked about it on the show. Buy The Train. You you must own this movie. It's fantastic. Another one of my favorites. And I know you're a big fan too, Ryan. We, yes. We need yes, people need to get that. And then Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte and The Chase with Marlon Brando. 
Um, so a decent um, release day for them. Um, while you're over there buying or like ordering stuff from Twilight Time, they do they they have been having these sales, and they have like the the seven for seventy sale that they have going on. I think it might not be at Twilight Time's website, but it's at the Screen Archives. Yeah. Um, that sale actually might be ending by the time this episode goes up or around when when it goes up, but um, even still, there's like a a, a Blu-ray deal on Bonjour Tristesse on Twilight Time's website right now for fifteen dollars. Nice. So they they're still you know I feel like they're doing more sales yeah, these days. I think they uh, either got the memo or just are at a point where they're like, all right, let's try this out. Yeah, and uh, I I hope it's been beneficial, and I hope some people that have been staying away because of price point jumped in and went, you know, this is a decent company. Maybe I will drop thirty bucks on a movie from them. Yeah, like the the whole argument that their prices are too high almost ha- seems like it it needs to be reevaluated now like because because of the consistent anniversary sales and these 7 for 70 sales and just these other kind of random sales that they're having um and you know even like when they lowered the price on vampires as it was like moving out or you know um American Buffalo but American exactly American Buffalo like when it was going out of print they were they were able to lower the price on that so um yeah, I mean, I I think like you can't even really make that case that they're just you know too expensive now because there are so many deals uh, that you can get from them. All right, Brian, I think that might be it yes. for October 11th. So, thank you for joining me tonight, everyone. Thanks for downloading the show, and if you're feeling generous, I do have a link to brian and i's uh wish list on amazon over on in the show notes for today's episode so if you're feeling like oh i like what these guys are doing i want to support them you can go buy us a blu-ray over there and thanks to everyone who who does that for us all right uh we will be back soon uh to talk about more releases in october so we'll see you then (laughs) 